quoted in verse 34. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Tonight, friends, we want to talk about a compassionate Saviour. These days, as you know, we're remembering our Lord. We want to know more. And we want him to reveal more to us. Don't look to me, but look to the Lord to show himself, more of himself, that you can remember your Saviour. Tonight we're looking at a compassionate Saviour. And I can ask this question. Can you say tonight that you are forgiven? Have you experienced forgiveness? Have you experienced the answer to this prayer? Father, forgive him. Forgive her. Has that prayer been answered for you so that you can remember his death, knowing that it is at the price cost of that death that forgiveness is yours and was offered to you so that you could accept it forgiveness what a wonderful word and yet it's amazing how we can lose sight of it at times are we not am I not right perhaps I can suggest some things to you tonight friends to just bring it home to us. Forgiveness. Am I forgiven? I think the first thing we need to see is we need to see into sin. We won't know forgiveness of sins unless we know the sin. Here's the second thing. We need to sob over our sin. I believe you will know forgiveness when you come to that place where you sob. Have you ever sobbed over your sin? Third thing I think we will learn is this, friends. We need to shrink away from sin how accustomed we are to our sins are we learning to shrink away from our sin and perhaps we'll finish with this can we sing for our purged away sin can we go home tonight with a song? 
just as we were singing just now about that song of joy and health because the Lord's right hand did valiantly to deal with your sin. Let's look at this, friends. Let's see into sin. Horror of horrors. We're sinners. Can we see more about the horror of our sin? Well, we see it in this, friends, that Jesus, in this prayer that Jesus prayed. Because as he's praying this, the nails are being hammered into his hands and into his feet. And he's saying, Father, forgive. Forgive them. How can they be forgiven? Look what they're doing to his son. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. What are you doing to him? And so when he asks for forgiveness, you see, how can this be? Well, it's like this, isn't it? It's like this. Jesus is saying, Father, do whatever it takes that these people can be forgiven. These persecutors, these killers. Do to me whatever it takes for their horrific sin to be cleansed. I'll take the cleansing. That's what he's doing. He's saying, Father, put on me their sin. And then they can be forgiven for what they're doing. Isn't this an imaginable love? Love your enemies, he said. And that's what he did. Has he done that for you? Have you seen what sin is? And so he pled. We sin here. We see sin when we see the plea of the Son. Father, I want them to be forgiven for what they are doing now and all they will do. I'll take it. Second thing, friends, to see sin is to see the pain of the sacrifice. It's not something we would normally study. But if we want forgiveness and if we want to know our Saviour, we must know more of the pain, friends. We must feel the pain. If we love him, why was Mary there watching her son die? It was love that made her almost share the pain. She wasn't turning away her eyes. She was feeling it. This is what he says in Lamentations through the mouth of the prophet in chapter 1. 
is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by? Behold, can you hear him saying that? Behold, see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow, which is done unto me. Are you looking, friends? Not the nails. It's not the thorns. It's the sorrow. Wherein the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of his fierce anger. It's how he was treated by a holy God. So that he said, that his sorrow has broken his heart. This was the heart-breaking, suffering friends. And he felt that he was made sin for you. That's the pain. That superseded the pain of the nails. The pain of the sacrifice. Study it, friends. It's the least you can do. He said, remember my broken body. Remember my shed blood. Feel it. See into sin. And see the power of this example. Can you feel, friends, the, the regret that we feel that Jesus had to do all of that for us. I remember a story from South Africa of a family that went out in a little boat into the lagoon. A family of five children and a mother and father. Unfortunately, the boat began to leak when they were far from the shore. There was no hope of getting the boat of Hood Shore. The father was a strong swimmer, so he took the mother, excuse me, who couldn't swim, and he pulled her to the shore. Then he went back and he took the biggest girl. He took her, towed her all the way to the shore. People said, that's enough. No, he said. He went back for the second, for the third, for the fourth. Now, friends, he's totally exhausted. His swimming's getting slower and slower. And they said to him, you can't do it. There's a little boy out there. You can't do it. But they could hear a little cry, Daddy, you promised to come back. And into the water. He reached the boat, and the boy threw himself into his father's arms, and he sank to the bottom. How did that mother feel? 
Why did I not learn to swim? And they would both be alive. Then such regret. Have you got regret when you see into your sin? That's why I say in the second place, sob over your sin. Maybe there's somebody here who's got a heart of stone. They're not feeling anything. Are you like that? Oh, friends, if you want to know Christ and the love of Christ, you know how to sob. Sob over your sin. It says here, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Maybe they didn't at that point. But what did the centurion say later on? Truly this is the Son of God. What have I done? Who have I killed here? Have you awakened friends to what you've done? Like Judas, I've betrayed the innocent blood. That's what sin does. It betrays Christ. You're a sinner, friends. Christian though you are. Here's what your sin has done, friends. Your sin nailed him to that cross. Why were these nails put into his hands? Every nail represented sin. Sin, 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 sin. Every pang and every pain. If you hadn't sinned, there'd be no nails. These nails are your sin. Into his feet. The beautiful feet of him that preached the gospel of peace. Why were they nailed? Your sin. This is the way your salvation was wrought. It says here, as what the Apostle says in Colossians chapter 2. Take this to heart, friends. There we read verse 14. Having forgiven all your trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against you, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Here's your forgiveness. My sin nailed him. And he took it. He took it for forgiveness to be yours. My sin tore him, tore his flesh. The flesh was ripped off his back. The nails tore into his hands. Oh, friends, when did you last think about that? Have you forgotten what he did? Why was it done? Why was his flesh so violated. It was sin. Our sin. It says here in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19. 
having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Christ, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. The veil of his flesh, the torn veil, is the torn flesh. What does it do? It gives you boldness to enter by a new and living way which he consecrated for us by sacrifice, by pain, by agony, by sorrow, by sin toward him. Are you seeing sin? Are you sobbing over sin? You know this, my sin hanged him. I'm talking to myself here. My sin hanged him. That's why Paul says in Galatians chapter 3 and 13 where we read about where Paul as no other person understood what his sin had done and made him the chief of sinners. He said, this is what I've done to him. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. How did he do it? He has redeemed you from being a cursed and damned person. How did he do it? This miracle of moral transformation, being made a curse for us as it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Therefore hang him on the tree take your curse friends your sin hung him on the tree have you any realisation of what he says when he says remember me sob over sin and then friends from that we go on to this shrink away from sin isn't this what we should now feel oh Show me what sin I must leave behind. Sin is still clinging. These guilty horrors are still clinging to me every day. I'm sinning. How can I get rid of it? Are you learning to shrink from the slightest sin? Maybe it seems slight to you, but it's sin. We were looking at Hebrews, weren't we? This is what Hebrews 10, we'll return to Hebrews again and see how we can shrink away from sin and receive this forgiveness tonight. <clears throat> and in 10.10, I think we can read here. <clears throat> then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O Lord. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. By the which we will we are sanctified. If you study his willingness, friends, when he said, Yes, I'm willing, I'll take it, I'll take more, I'll take more. I'll take it all, all that's required, I'm willing. 
If he wasn't willing, it would never have gone through. But it's his willingness. It's that will which sanctifies you. And that will makes you willing. You see, I must get rid of my sin. I can't do anything more that would be, could be said to make me guilty of the cross. Take it away, Lord. Show it. I'm shrinking from it in horror. This is what put him on the cross. And he was willing. How can I be unwilling to drop that sin of mine? Oh, take it away, Lord. Show it to me. By the which will you and me glory. That's the way you grow in holiness. When you give up your own will, you say, thy will be done. We use the passage and we learn the message. What is the message, friends? The message is that sin is rebellion. Every sin is resistance to the will of God. You know, there was great hope in Israel when Samuel anointed Saul to be king and he won a great victory and all seemed to be going well until he transgressed. Seemed a good idea, seemed the right thing to do. But no, he broke, he rebelled against the law of God. He was impatient and so he trespassed. And what did Samuel say? Excuse me, when he arrived. What does Samuel have to say to this man who didn't know the will, know how to do the will of God? Because he wasn't a born-again man. He was a natural man. He didn't appreciate, he didn't realize the horror of sin. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. You say, I'm not a witch. But you're a rebel. Every sin of yours is an act of rebellion. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness. You know about stubbornness, don't you? The Lord tells you to do something, you say. Maybe later. Maybe next time. I'll come forward to the table. Stubbornness says, not now. Stubbornness says, I'll take the easy option. Stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Learn the message. And take advantage. In other words, friends, when you feel the Spirit moving and working in you, take advantage of the opportunity. Go with it. Go with the Spirit and say, I'll go further. I'll move. I'll turn. I'll forsake. I'll sacrifice. I call upon you, friends. What are you, is the Lord, expecting of you? What does your conscience tell you that you must do 
to be able to sit down at that table in all honesty and say, I love the Lord. You can't do that if you're not willing. If you're not willing to adore, to move, to obey, to sacrifice. But then, friends, when Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, he was speaking about you, wasn't he? Because you didn't realise, like you realise now. I was harbouring that sin. I was holding back. I wasn't willing to move on to more holiness. I've got into a rut. Oh, it's time, isn't it? Yes. Time to rise higher. Time to go further. Time to forsake all and follow him. When you do that, friends, you will have a song to sing. You will have a song to sing. Here are some of the songs which we sing ourselves often. Look at Psalm 40, verse 10. Here are some of the psalms that uh, can put a song in your heart as you yield to his will. And you say, Lord, I'm ready. Lord, I'm willing. Have your own way, Lord. Have your own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mould me and make me after thy will, while I'm ready, waiting, and still. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. Have you done that? Are you afraid to speak? I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. Lord, give me a chance. I want to tell others. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth. I'm going to be a witness for the goodness of the Lord. And then you'll be like Christ, for these are the words of Christ himself. Or Psalm 65, maybe these are the words that speak to your heart and speak what you're feeling tonight. Iniquities prevailed against me, but as for our transgressions, thou art purging them away. God is dealing with you, isn't he? Purging them away. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. Lord, bring me nearer. Bring me nearer, Lord. Bring me nearer even to thy holy temple. Or Psalm 80, with this we close. Psalm 80, verse 17. Let thy hand be upon the man of thy right hand, upon the Son of Man, whom thou madest strong for thyself. The Lord is strong, isn't he? The Saviour is strong. He can persuade us. He can make us do things we would never do without him. 
Is that your destiny? Is that what you want to see? Lord, let thy hand be upon the man of thy right hand. By your spirit, bring Christ into command of our souls and hearts. That before we die, we'll be able to testify and to win another. Bring them to the feet of Jesus. Let us pray. Gracious God, make us willing as we hear our Savior pray that prayer for us. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. But you've shown us tonight as we feel these nails, as we feel that willingness of our Lord to take it all, may we sing our praise to him. Amen. Amen. We'll close singing Psalm 119 at the beginning. Blessed are they that undefiled and straight are in the way, who in the Lord's most holy law do walk. And do not stray. Blessed are they who to observe his statutes are inclined, and who do seek the living God with their whole heart and mind. Such in his ways do walk, and they do no iniquity. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts carefully. Oh, that thy statutes to observe, thou wouldst my ways direct. Then shall I not be shamed when I thy precepts all respect. Then with integrity of heart thee will I praise and bless when I the judgments all have learned of thy pure righteousness that I will keep thy statutes all firmly resolved have I. Oh, do not then, most gracious God, forsake me utterly. The whole of Psalm 119, verses 1 to 8, well, this whole of this part. Blessed are they that undefiled. Blessed are they that
The court session is now open and after this service we'll be pleased to meet with anyone who wishes to profess faith for the first time. Also with anyone who has a disjunction certificate from another congregation. Services are as follows. Saturday 23rd at 7pm. Please note the time. 7. Sabbath 24th at 11am. Dispensing of the Lord's Supper. Evening service at 6.30pm. All services from Friday to Saturday evening to be taken by myself. Then Monday Thanksgiving service at 7.30 to be taken by Reverend David Avati. It says here Mrs Fraser was unable to come as she has tested positive for COVID. She's very regretful as am I. As a precaution, there will be no meeting in the manse after this service, in case I pass it on. Mrs. I don't have any symptoms. Mrs. Kathy Cameron's daughter, Anne, is very ill now with a terminal cancer. It is asked that they as a family be remembered at the throne of grace. Mrs. Agnes Morrison remains in Rigmore Hospital after being transferred from the Lawson Hospital in Galsby about two weeks ago. Her condition remains unchanged to the best of our knowledge. Please remember these sisters in your prayers and all these God willing. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you all now and ever.